Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Valis 3 for the Sega Genesis slash Omega Drive. Valis 3 was developed by Telnet in Japan and released for the TurboGrafx CD in Japan of September 1990, then ported to the Genesis by their uh, in-house group Renovation Games and released in Japan in March of 91, and then in North America in June of 91. Okay. And then back on the TurboGrafx CD in North America in March of 92. Oh, wow. Okay. Coming back again. Weird little sandwich there of the Genesis version inside that Turbo Graphics one. <laughs> yeah. Now, you may not remember or heard of uh, Telnet Games. They were founded in 1983. Mm. And I think the Valis games are definitely their biggest series. Okay. Uh, at least known to Western audiences, because they did make a lot of Japanese games. And they did have a lot of internal development teams that worked on a lot of different systems. I mean, they had games out for Turbo Graphics. The Genesis, MSX, Game Boy, PC mm. Engine, you name it, like all down the line. They got it all. Now, they did do uh, some work on Ease. Is that how we remember saying it? Yes. That's, Ease that's 3, great. Wanderers from Ease, the Genesis version. Okay, okay. But most of the stuff they did was things like games we never probably got over here, like various Mahjong games. Oh, right, right. Games based on anime. Mm-hmm. And one I really want to try for the Mega Drive called Beast Wrestler. <laughs> All right. I like the title. So far, you got me. Yeah. And as you can imagine, Valis 3 is the third in the Valis series of games. That's right. Valis 1, the Phantasm Soldier, <laughs> was out in 1986, and it was a MSX game to start. Right, right. right. Uh, but then, uh, you know, it and uh, Valis 2, they both did make their way onto the Genesis as well. Yeah, I've never played them. Nor have I. Mm. And as you can imagine, these games were much more popular in Japan than America. I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, not just from the uh, artwork that was in the game, but uh, no, they were definitely more popular. And they've been re-released many times in Japan as parts of collections. Right. On. Sa sadly, we never really got any of those collections here. Uh, one of them, one of the more recent ones, did come over on the Switch on the eShop. Oh, really? Yeah, but what's cool is like in Japan, a lot of the collections had like an extra disc or CD-ROM or whatever. There was just all of the Turbo Graphics or whatever cutscenes from the different games stitched together. Oh, nice. Okay. To make it one big story. So that is one thing, you know, you can imagine going from a CD to a Genesis, things were stripped out and most of what was stripped out was the cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there are quite a few, at least in this one. <laughs> For sure. Sadly, it's out of uh, stock or it's sold out, but if you were... A huge fan of this game and lucky enough to grab one. Limited Run Games actually recently reissued it on an oh, actual really? cartridge for Genesis with a special edition. Oh, that's cool. Indeed, it's a really cool looking cartridge. It's like a metallic or see-through or something. But more oh. importantly, it was only like 50 bucks. So, Hey, man, they do great work there. Limited Run Games. I will agree. I, if only I can remember what Limited Run Games I own. <laughs> I know there's someone out there. Well, look, I, I'm never going to buy any of this stuff, but I think it's cool that they make it for others. <laughs> hey, yes, exactly. Exactly. 
Well, Nick, what kind of game is Valis 3? Well, Eric, it's a side-scrolling action platformer. It's about yeah. it, really. I mean, it's, uh, you know. Um, it's got some little interesting quirks and tricks, but in this game, you can jump. That is right. And what a jump. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's you know, you, you can also move, and your movement's kind of slow, and your jump is kind of tied to it in a way where it's one of those jumps that is not, it's like you're going higher than you are going forward, you know? it's You've got that weird kind of... Mm, yes, I do, because I <laughs> fell in many a, a chasm. Oh, yes. Because uh, the way you get higher or further when jumping is not by holding down your button longer. No, you use the high jump. Mm -hmm. And how do you perform such a high jump? Well, sir, you just press up and your jump button, and then you get like almost a full screen. Mm -hmm. But it's very awkward, I felt. I agree. Well, and again, it's one, it's a very high but not long jump. So it Not long at all. Kind of frustrating. <laughs> Now, uh, in the game, not only can you move and jump, but you can attack like all of these games. And when you start out, you are the character of Yuko. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, what we'll tell you is that in this game, you have three separate characters you play as. Yeah, you can switch between them kind of uh, Castlevania 3 style, except you can have both of your you have two companions here. So you, you can get them once you get them all unlocked. You can swap between the three. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And those characters are Yuko. The main carrier, uh, carrier, the main character, and the <laughs> warrior of Valis, keeper of the sword Valis, and she's like your normal sword person. Yeah, magic sword girl. Not only does she swing her sword, but you know, depending on how full your energy meter is, you also have a wave that comes out with it. Yeah, kind of sword beamish attack. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have the character Cham. Yeah, she's a like magical girl. She has a unicorn horn. She's from the dark world. The Dark World, yes, uh, and she uses a whip. Indeed. And then finally we have Vauna. And she is a kind of magician lady. She's the queen of dreamland. Oh, yes, yeah. And her main attack is a projectile attack. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yes. And then we'll talk more about their special attacks here in just a moment. But I want to talk about the screen first, because you've got some interesting systems at play in this game. Yeah, yeah. Like most uh, games, you have a hit bar or some games it's it's not like one hit one kill or whatever you actually have a health bar yeah yeah and you also have a magic bar that's true yes uh, you use that for spells you you can i, I imagine we'll talk about them more in, in a minute <laughs> mm -hmm. and then underneath that you have your sword meter yeah the manual calls it your power gauge okay power gauge but it is shaped like a sword. <laughs> so Now, can you get more hit points as the game goes on? I don't think so. How can you get more magic points? Uh, no, you're just tied to that one meter. Throughout. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but yeah. you can get more power bar. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of your, your whip power-ups in Castlevania, where you can get, like, what, three or four. It's one of the items you can collect, and it just extends the meter, so... And whenever you attack, the meter will deplete and then refill quickly. And if you attack before it's full, your attack is slightly weaker and mm -hmm. uh, your your sword beam won't go as far. Yeah, I really like that kind of system. Yeah, it's, you know, are similar to Secret of Mana kind of, you know. That's, where... that's exactly what I was thinking about. But I think it's kind of done better here, you know. Yeah, well, it feels uh, more intuitive here. Sure, sure. And, and I mean, and... you're not charging it up, you know. <laughs> Correct. So, you know, it does behoove you to not spam the button, but if you have to and there's smaller enemies, then you can. Yeah, yeah. And we should also mention that this the rate it replenishes can be modified as well. There's an item that 
increases the speed it fills up. So it's kind of cool. Okay. Now you also have a countdown timer for the level. Yeah, I think you get 300 seconds for every level. And as you collect magic, it will show you what magic you have selected at the time. Yeah, you can only have the one type. And then uh, also very importantly, it shows you the three characters. And depending on what they're how they're orientated, that lets you know who you're playing with and then who's available. Yeah, whoever you have selected is kind of facing towards the viewer and the others will be facing to the side. And sometimes they'll be turned around facing away, which means you can't change to them in whatever particular level. Correct. Now let's talk about those items real quick. Let's do it. All of the items are strewn about the levels in item boxes, AKA the candles of this game. Yeah. They have a kind of six pointed. It's like a gem with a, in a six pointed star kind of, appearing yeah. symbol i don't know <laughs> i felt like it's like almost too showy to be your item box yeah it almost looks like a power up itself you know <laughs> I, yeah i was confused about that early on uh but then the first two uh i want to talk about are the magic refilling uh, do they have a name are they magic orbs are they um well interestingly enough there is the b magic and the s magic and the b magic is the slightly larger gem that gives you eight points of magic, and the S magic gives you two points of magic. Well, that is confusing. <laughs> I don't know why, because there's no letters on it. They just look like gems that are uh-huh. kind of different size. And if Japanese games have taught me anything, it's that S tier is the highest rank. <laughs> well, not here, man. <laughs> Sorry. Strange. So are the heal- are the hearts, is there a S heart and B heart? There's just the one. It refills up to 16 points of life, which is about, I think, that's half your life. Mm-hmm. There is a tiny heart that's a four healing heart. Oh, you're right. There is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you definitely want to use that bigger heart if you can find it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is, of course, the classic one up. Always a bonus. And then there is the power up. Yeah. That's this, a sword. Yeah. It's like a thick sword. that, And this increases your, this is what increases your power gauge. It lengthens it. And you can get that three times. Yeah. At that point, you're maxed out. And if you couldn't tell by the uh, length of your power gauge there's also dots next to it telling you what level you're at i thought those were oh i thought those are lives oh maybe those are your lives i guess i think it's p for player right i guess you could be correct i think i, I am thought it was cause... p for power well i um... well that, that that's a little hint to how i played this game and you'll find <laughs> out a little later on <laughs> so yes you can go up to three levels with this uh you max it out as soon as you can because it just means you can do more heavy attacks in a row yeah, and if you die, your power gauge will reset. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have the crossed swords power up. Yeah, and this is the charging speed that for your power gauge that increases. I, I'm assuming you can only get, it only works up to three times in a row. You know, it it speeds it up and is, is pretty good. Ideally, you want your, your gauge full and your speed high so you can really blast away. That's, uh, that's how I live my life. <laughs> When people ask me how I'm doing, I say, my gauge is full and my speed is high. Yeah, they say goodbye. No. (laughs) (laughs) After that, I put my sunglasses on the top of my head and wink at them. Uh, No, we also have three more items, and those are the magic items of the game. Yeah, there's they're all kind of look like a little scepter with a different colored kind of gem at the top. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, the gem color corresponds with the magic type. That's right. We have flame, which is red. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite looking one. It looks like there's like kind of a bird thing going on or maybe some sort of Egyptian motif at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have Blizzard. Yeah, ice enemies. And it's uh, blue, of course. Uh, of course. And then Thunder. Thunder, which is white, right? Yeah, it's like a whitish pale blue. 
I like to think of it as the red, white, and blue of magic. Oh, yeah. Now, when you have one of these magics, then you can do the magic attack, and every character has a different magic attack. Yeah, for each type of magic. Uh, you activate them by pressing up and B, or I'm sorry, up and attack. Which is uh, not the best. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's kind of like Castlevania Ninja Gaiden. You're like, yeah. And let's go over this real quick. You got Yukio, our main character. When she has the flame, it's the flame dagger. Yeah, it shoots out. There's like two daggers that kind of float above you, and they will just home in and attack some enemy. Mm -hmm. When she has the ice, it is the ice cutter. It's my one of my favorites because it's, I think, the goofiest looking of the magics. The big, like, looks kind of like a... <laughs> What, a horizontal chevron or, you know, you got like yeah. a big beam shooting out? It's like an ice wave, but it's really triangular and goofy looking. But yeah. it does freeze enemies, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, her thunder ability is the thunder sword. Yeah, which will hurt all enemies on the screen. Yes, very nice. Next up, we have Cham, and Cham's flame ability is the fire dragon. Yeah, a little, I mean, I guess it's a dragon, but it's like a little fire creature that just kind of comes out, and it, it, again, it'll home in on, like, an enemy and hurt it. it Maybe more than one. I, I don't, I didn't use it much. It definitely sounds cooler than it looks. Yeah, I'm, I'm in your mind, you think, and, oh, it's going to be like Golden Axe or something, like, <laughs> fry all these, no, 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 not here. Uh, then Cham's ice ability is the ice throw. Which is cool because it shoots ice out to the left and right and will freeze the enemies. So it's mm -hmm. actually pretty sweet. A little better. And then finally, her thunder ability is the lightning bolt. Which shoots out a charged projectile, You, which I guess you can shoot upward. Yeah. But I, I didn't I, I didn't experiment with this much to be TBA. Well, you have, to, you have to play with this character a bit to be able to use uh, their magic. It's true. Well. It's true. <laughs> and finally, we have uh, Valna. Her flame ability is the Fire Star. Uh, it's a shield. Yeah, two kind of orbs, fire orbs around you. Um, I guess pretty cool. I, I don't know. I only used it a few times, and I was kind of disappointed. It didn't seem to... I don't know if it only it's, protects you from projectiles or... Yeah, it moves too slow, and it's too too big of a gap to be uh, effective for a real shield. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Valna's ice ability is the Chill Cube, dude. Yeah. It shoots out four, like, ice shards that will But freeze. diagonally. Yeah, yeah. And they'll so, they'll kind of home, too, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I th again, I think. I didn't use it much. <laughs> uh, I used it once to see how it looked. Right, yeah. yeah. It looks less useful than the others. Agreed. And then finally, her thunder ability is the thunderstorm. Shoots out electricity all over. Uh, so, you know, hurts all the enemies on the screen again. Yeah, they, they bounce around. So I think I feel like maybe you could do more damage with this one. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, you know, they say that Valna's magic is the strongest as well. She's kind of your caster magician lady. So, yeah, you'll have that. Uh, now, as you did mention earlier when correcting me, there are lives in the game and you start with three. Yes, you get you start with three lives. Uh, you do have infinite continues. Yes, you do. You do. I believe so. I, I mean, I only tried to continue once and it didn't have any numbers listed. So okay. that's that's my uh, research. <laughs> Now, you can die when that timer goes out, too, so I guess be careful, but I was never anywhere close to that. Yeah, it's it's pretty, doesn't even need to be there. <laughs> and we should mention something that, you know, when you defeat, say, a boss or move to the next level, this is a game where your health <laughs> does not refill, so. <laughs> it is pretty rough. Now, I know that they're in the Japanese game, but does the American version have the uh, secret select screens? Um, what do you mean? Well, there is, uh, if you hold down diagonal up, left, A plus C and start, 
You can look at all the cutscenes of the game. Oh, you know, I yeah, I'm not sure if that's in the U. I, I did read about that where. And then there's also a select um, level and a music test and a sound test in there. Yeah, I um I think that is on the uh, U.S. version. I think. Okay, but I can't. Uh, speak be- from that. <laughs> well, I guess you'll find out when you uh, go to add some music to this. No, and uh, <laughs> what what's really great about those though is if they are in there or if you're using the Japanese ROM, there is a. Uh, awesome chibi artwork of the characters oh sure yeah well there is i i think there's isn't there a valis sd that's like a you know a, a chibi version of like valis 2 or or something that came out before this game but either way the chibi stuff is yeah it, it's very cute well we should mention uh, another thing that all the characters can do is there's a slide oh yeah we totally forgot about the slide and i you know what it's fitting because i totally forgot about it many times in the game yeah, I, I didn't use it much. I think it would have helped some things, but up until there are certain places where it is required. And on that note, you can also awkwardly go down a platform by holding down and jump, kind of. Yeah, if you ever have to. I, <laughs> the the thing I hate about the slide is that it, you do it by pressing up an A, and A is your change character button. So it's kind of a strange where it's like, why can't I press down and jump like I want to? But I guess that's your, your jump down thing, but... I don't know. Pressing up and any button just feels weird for a slide. But, you, you know, you slide forward. Uh, you can slide through enemies, I think. And you can slide over uh, gaps on the floor. Yeah, that's the that's the key is that it's uh, you don't fall down. You're like you stay completely horizontal till the end of the slide. So you need it for certain gaps that are too close to the ceiling to jump. Mm-hmm. And it might take you longer than you should have to figure that out. <laughs> uh, yes, it may. <laughs> right nick this game is well from a developer not really huge in america so you may not have a uh lot of faith in their ability to make a good (laughs) manual well um for the most part this is actually a pretty cool manual with with some exceptions i would say now i really teed you off for that one because i i was so confused as to what was happening in parts of this game i i had to refer to the manual myself sure yeah and you know uh it's actually pretty beefy it's 28 pages but most importantly it has a ton of great anime style artwork or yes, manga or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of it's the chibi uh, stuff too, you know, mm-hmm. and it all looks great. It's, it's pretty cool. You get some, you get to see some of the enemy boss characters as well as all three of your characters and, you know, a lot of screenshots to go along with it. Uh, most importantly though, it really lets you read the lore of the games on your own time. And you can tell me from memory what the storyline is, right? I'm not going near it, man. I'll tell you what. They, <laughs> because it's, <laughs> there's several pages of it. I mean, this game is all about this. You know, we are kind of jumping in to the third of a, you know, a series of games. Uh-huh. So, and they kind of tell you the backstory of the previous two. There's like a diagram where it's, there's the perfect world. This is my favorite part. That connects to Sutherland. Uh-huh. Which then connects each separately to the dark world, the human world, and dreamland. And yeah, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "Oh no! I hope I don't have to understand any of this." <laughs> like, please don't let there be like some sphinx quizzing me in this game because I was screwed. And <laughs> yeah, I just but, love that they felt the need to add that little chart. And nothing says to like a child like reading a manual like hmm, "perfect world." Oh, yes, then to Sutherland. Ah, yes, and then to our human world. 
it's 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 quite interesting uh <laughs> and it i mean and the game will tell you a lot of this stuff as well i mean it's the it, the intro to the game is a cutscene, you know, anime cutscene. So they do look cool, but it's a solid like eight minutes before you get to play <laughs> yes. the game. <laughs> Again, thank the Lord for fast forward buttons. And I wasn't even like, I didn't fast forward as a way of like, oh, skipping it. Like it just made it so that I could read it the pace I wanted to. Right, right. It's like, come on. <laughs> and for the most part, you know, it does, you know, it goes through all your, your items and magic. And I, I do have a kind of gripe that the, take control page where it has the button layouts it doesn't tell you about the c button <laughs> uh you know i was gonna bring that up because i was super confused i had to go find and i was like okay i'll just go to the source to solve my my woes of understanding the controls well yeah and then it's uh you know there's even a how to play page where it talks about high jumping jumping down sliding and special attack but at no point does it tell you what you do? It describes the slide, but it doesn't tell you how to do it. Uh, I mean, yeah. the top of it says in the how to play section that starts with the combination of D, A, B, and C buttons will allow you to move your character in different ways. What? Why don't you just tell me the combinations? Like, kind Why of. Why don't you just tell me the name of the combination you want? <laughs> yeah. I know. No, it is oddly obtuse. I guess they want you to just like figure it, like explore on your own, but. I guess, but I mean, hiding the controls is a weird way to, I don't know. It's, you know, it's not like Super Metroid where you have secret, you know, <laughs> bomb uses or weird, you know, super bomb healing things that are fun to discover. It's like, how do I jump? Figure it out, jerk. <laughs> but, you know, you do get, they go through all the characters, like I said, all their magics one by one. Uh, there's some tips mm -hmm. uh, and a stage preview for the first three stages. So, uh Oh, and, you know, like as we mentioned with the artwork, there is a, a brief kind of enemy section at the end. Pretty cool. Yeah, of the bosses. Now, the two things I do want to point out is that I think someone in Japan had a little too much fun with one of the drawings. Uh, there is one of the three girl characters uh, all tied up together with the whip of one of them. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's it would be creepy enough if they weren't the chibi versions. But it's yeah, like exactly. also like this is like Shibari. I don't know. It doesn't a little. Yeah, and it has no it's just on a page with nothing else that makes sense for it to be there. Well, it's kind of prophetic in a way, because I, I you know, we, didn't really bring it up earlier in the history, but, you know, beyond, I think, this game, there might be one or two more, but the people, the developers, what is it, Telecom? Later, uh, Telenet. Telenet. I think they later got the rights to, like, a porn server, and this game has descended into the realms of hentai, or at least the property has. Oh. In the early 2000s, okay. so that's, <laughs> that's there if anyone's interested. Uh, and then the last thing I love is the very last page of the uh, book. Mm-hmm which tells you what other games are available now from yeah. Telenet. Available now, yeah. And the fonts for each of them is their own amazing uh, thing. But the names are just hilarious. We've got Whip Rush, Final Zone, Grand Axe, and Arrow Flash. I think that's Granada, actually. That's the only one I've ever heard of. Oh, okay. So the X's in the front and back are just part of the poor design of the yes. logo. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, that's the only one I know of, but the other three are hilarious because it's like, they could be anything. Whiprush, what is this game? <laughs> yeah. What is Arrow Flash? Have you, can you conquer the final zone? Now, the final zone looks like a Final Fantasy ripoff just from the font, but... <laughs> I do like the idea of the final zone. I like the I want to go there. So all in all, it's an okay manual, I guess, with some good artwork.
Nick, what was your personal history with Vallis 1, 2, or 3? Well, sir, I have no exposure to the first two at all. This uh, I played this game at a friend's house during an interesting time that I, I, I'm really interested in going back and doing some research on because I re- specifically remember this is my, my friend, my buddy Mike, did not own a Genesis, but I feel like for a month or maybe a couple weeks, he borrowed one from someone, and I rent, we rented several games. Huh. And I, you know, certain ones that I can remember because I, I specifically remember playing them at his house. This was one of them, and it was just a, a weekend rental. I, and I remembered beating it and kind of liking it. We thought it was fun and easy enough, I guess. So that's that was why I suggested it. All right. Well, I was um, entirely ignorant that this game or series existed in any way, shape, or form. So there's that. <laughs> Blissfully uh, unaware. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps if I had been reading. Uh, the Game Players magazine that covered Nintendo, PC, Sega, NEC, Amiga, and Atari. Oh, wow. I would have seen the one ad that this game ever got. <laughs> and uh, it does this thing that many games do. If you look at the box art you know, of the Japanese version to the American version, mm-hmm. and uh, they took like one of the most generic screenshots of the game and then have a very Western looking woman in the least animated version of the armor <laughs> Valis wears you can make in real life yeah and just standing there holding a sword but what i love about it and you'll have to look this up is that the valis of this advertisement just has normal late 80s hair oh all poofed up yeah it's like a little poofy curly hair that cut but definitely does not look like anything a medieval or fantasy warrior lady <laughs> would have but yeah i uh i never played it never even knew it existed it was totally off my radar until you said hey you should hey. check out this game valis 3 and i said let me see if i've already installed it on my uh steam deck and i had so oh all right set to go so nick what was your more recent experience with valis 3 the validing the well i beat this game i in about two sessions same with the exception of one level i really you know maybe the last two i didn't have to cheat too terribly i did save state at points because I didn't feel like, you know, especially towards the end of the game where I'm like, I'm not going to charge my thing up again. I'm just going to go back and try to beat this without while taking less damage. You know, that was the the tough part at the end was trying to just get to places with enough life to survive while not having to restart or or get a death. And then your sword meter is or your power gauge is depleted, you know? Uh, Yes. And because of that, I just cheated my way entirely through this game. (laughs) I played it entirely on my Steam Deck, uh, and one of the great features of RetroArch in the past few years is that rewind feature. Oh, sure. And it made some of these ridiculous little jumps much easier. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, I I did a a fair amount of cheating, like I said, in the last, especially the second to last level, that ice level. Like, there's, there are a couple sections where they make you actually platform, and it's, it's tough because of the weird jump, but... You know, I remembered this game being pretty easy. And at first I was like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I'm just plowing through the first couple levels. Uh, but later on, it doesn't it gets tough in a bad way. <laughs> Definitely. Like you said, it was uh, pretty short. So I also played it in two sessions and uh, breezed right through, especially when uh, rewinding. I didn't have to, you know, the first many few levels you don't really they're not that hard at all. So there's not a lot of cheating needed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just certain spots in the later levels are weird difficulty spikes, mostly mm-hmm. accompanied by jumping, I found. Agreed.
All right, folks, this is it, the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that I think this game would be 25% more fun with a different jump. (laughs) Oh, for sure. It's by far the weakest point of the game. (laughs) It really, like, kills your momentum. It makes attacking enemies that are not on the same plane as you just, I don't know, the timing and speed of it. I just almost I didn't get right till the very end of the game. Well, I wonder, too, because it is also if it's tied to your move, which is pretty slow, like your normal walk, like it's Mm -hmm. a kind of plotting in a way. And, you know, the levels are pretty short, so that could just be a factor of like, well, we only have so much space. Yeah. Slow the guy down. Then this level seems twice as long. Yeah. And I mean, that's another kind of say weak spot of the game is that a lot of the levels are pretty like it's one note like all right here you're in this this uh ice cave yeah you're you're here okay there's maybe one thing we, we each level typically has two only two or three enemies and you'll be and you're only fighting one and a half at a time yeah yeah so you're just kind of going through and slowly blazing your path through it <laughs> which brings me to my other point and that is there are three cool characters in this game but i really never felt the need to change to any of the other two besides your main character absolutely there are only a few times where you know i was like oh i'm gonna switch to the wizard because you know when her her magic shot that she has as you power it up it changes and she shoots like it it goes from like one uh magic orb to two to two forward and one upward so i was like if i really wanted to hit something above me i would use her for a little bit but most of the time i just stuck with yuko you know every the other characters don't feel that different they don't move different i was hoping i you know i thought maybe yuko's uh walk and jump are weird and that makes one of the other characters special because they have a good jump but Nope, no. they handle the same exact way. Yeah, it's uh, and they all do share. I don't. We didn't really mention this, but you all share the same life, magic, and power gauge. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's not like oh, I've used it. it's not turtle style where you're like oh no, I've used up all the health from character A. Time to switch to character B. It's just like oh, do I want my main attack to be slightly longer with the whip, which isn't much longer. It is when you have really. the. Whether yeah. you have the beam come out, it's about the same. It's just is it? I didn't even feel stronger. It just felt slower. I yeah, I always assumed it was maybe stronger, but again, I, I especially that Cham, I barely used her. Uh, you know, which is a shame because I like the you know the I like switching characters, and mm-hmm. I, I just wish they felt more different. I like their graphics; I think they look cool. I, and that's I think one of the the strongest points of the game is the graphics in this game are awesome across the board. I really like you know the anime style. I love all the character designs, and even the weird enemies were fun. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean. There's not a huge variety of enemies, but they're all pretty interesting or at least just look cool. Like it's a cool looking night, you know? Yeah, for sure. And the backgrounds are also, I think, pretty good. Yeah, it's it really gives me you could kind of tell it's a Turbo Graphics original game because mm-hmm. it's got that where it's like it's just built like an 8-bit game, but with it's bigger and better. There's more colors, more, you know, the graphics are better resolution and all that and better animated so and i like it it's uh it's a good look i I think the music is actually pretty awesome uh agreed it's very genesis-y i think some people might hate it for that reason but i love it yeah no it's you know we've become converts in our old age um the very things we made fun of in our youth uh the boings the bongs (laughs) the boing yeah yeah I, i i love them and uh you know there's some really good you know multi scrolling layers in the backgrounds but overall i just the graphics to me are fun because there's a lot more color in them than a lot of fantasy games sure at yeah the time. 
it's really bright and everything stands out you're never like never confused about a single thing as to if it's an enemy if it's a power-up or anything like that yeah and, and the cutscenes look really good too they're minimally animated but it's you know you could compare it to say ninja gate gaiden and it it mm-hmm. looks better than them you know you can at least see the people's mouths moving when they talk and stuff and sometimes you'll get a slight animation yeah but not only that the uh just the, the you know the stills themselves are all really good looking oh that's yeah they look straight out of an anime and that's a big part of the appeal if when i was when me and my friend rented it was because you know trying to get into that forbidden fruit of anime and you know that they're just drowning in it in japan but you can't get your hands on any of it no you just have like you're like hmm why do some of these explosions in the real ghostbusters look so much cooler <laughs> or you know, the funniest part was I was trying to tell my kids, I was like, well, see, when I was a kid, it was called Japanimation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it was listed at uh, the, the the tiny section you'd get there at the video store or uh, Suncoast. Yeah. You're like, well, they got the same 20 videos. Let's check it out. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Despite the long windedness and kind of inscrutable nature of the plot, you know, the cutscenes are, are are cool and, and the translations, yeah, it's off in a an entertaining way i think that mm-hmm. kind of took me back to some it's not quite what zero wing or whatever no. all your base are belong to us <laughs> but it's 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 goofy in a fun way yeah uh my other big gripe is that slide yeah it's it, it's so awkward to use and the problem is like i, I was like oh there's a slide this will be cool except for i quickly forgot it even existed and then there you just get to a point in the game where they're like i was like oh i gotta slide under this and that made some sense. But then you get to a point where you have to use the slide to cross gaps. And that's never been mentioned or hinted at in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I, I got stuck at the same. I was like, what do I how do I is there some item I'm missing? Is there a lever somewhere to make yeah. a bridge appear? But it's like, no, you just slide across these gaps. And okay. I, I went and looked at a playthrough. That's how lost I was. <laughs> Me too. I was like, oh, that other move I haven't done in four levels. I guess that's the one to use. I could kind of see it being useful at some bosses just get out of the way but it's so awkwardly mapped up and a but i don't know it's really frustrating i i thought aside from the move and your jump being weird the the mapping of the buttons was just kind of it was counterintuitive i thought for sure and then you know the other thing that is cool but also a bummer at the same time is just the whole the the sword powering up system like i want it to make more difference but it doesn't really like those two extra levels to your sword give you another like 20th of a bar like it's not a ton yeah it extends the range but it's it's an intriguing idea that i think is kind of dressed up by having the meter where you're like in reality it's you know again it's like Castlevania. it's just powering up your whip it's just kind of perfunctory you 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 die you got to power it back up you get a couple Mm -hmm. of power-ups and then you just try to hold on to it you know it's it could be a lot cooler you're never fighting enough enemies to where it's like oh no i have to pause in between strikes long enough to refill the meter it's like no you only fight one enemy at a time ever or maybe two so yeah you just get that slight rhythm where you're like wait for it to fill up damn bam bam and then that's that's it for most of the game because i i you do get your magic spells and they're they're cool enough i guess but none of the regular enemies were tough enough to need them and i never use them outside of bosses well, even at the bosses, I would use them, but I'm like, there's no boss life meter, so you don't know, is it even strong? I mean, is it making that big of a difference? I don't know, you know? I don't either, and I will say that was very frustrating, because I, some of these boss fights take a while, and I need a little feedback. Yeah, for sure. They typically don't have any crazy patterns. 
It's just sometimes they just seem to take forever to die. <laughs> yeah, they are cool looking though. So there's at least that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's that's one of the strengths too, again, is the, the graphics are very, very anime or very 80s, 90, early 90s anime. And, and I love it. So that's that's cool. Yes, definitely the coolest part. Well, this is it. The level by level portion of our show. And there are, well, they call them acts in this game. Yeah, there's what, seven acts? Seven technically, yes. And after our first long cutscene, you are a schoolgirl fresh out of bed in the middle of the night wearing your pajamas running through the streets. You, you kind of meet up with, what is it, with Cham. And, and she's like, ah, they're after me. I thought I could beat them to you here and uh or something and then a uh, evil menacing wizard comes down and captures her mm-hmm. and then you get a cool scene where the magic valis sword gets thrown down and you jump off a building and, and swoop down to it and then power up into your valis form out of your pjs and then fly up which i wish you could it's fly. really awesome <laughs> yeah it's it's a really cool scene it's you know uh it's a lot of fun and then you go fight some spiders yeah those like weird tick things or yeah, there's like some ticks. You get your power-ups in this first level. You're on the top of a bunch of roofs, so you're really learning how to manage that horrible jump right off the bat. Yeah, at least the here the jumps aren't too far. You know, they're nice no. and narrow, so you can actually make them okay. And it's and there's no ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there are these other very strange creatures that are like, I don't know, how do you even describe them? The, the worm things yeah. that have like big sacks in their front area. They're they, pulsating and gross. Yeah, they they have a they have a John Carpenter's The Thing vibe about them, uh, kind of, and they're quite nasty. But, uh, I do like how gross they are, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I agree. They're they're not too tough to kill, though. Uh, finally, you make it to a really nice looking uh, Reno neon sign. Yeah, it does look cool, and, and you know the city background is looks really great. There's a lot of detail back there, streets and skyscrapers. You know. Mm-hmm. But now you have your first boss fight with, uh, who's this guy? I don't know if he is named. He's not oh, in the he manual. Is. He's not in the manual? He's a servant of, yeah, the bad guy's name is Glames. <laughs> I guess yeah. you're right. I only see the four. I Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I always just thought he was a nameless. Well, I like his look. He's like uh, got huge shoulder pads and a bull-like helmet. But then just like the cloak covers all. Yeah, a flowing like purple cloak, and he he has like a long ball and chain. He will shoot out at you that you must crouch under and, sh- and sword beam him. But that's it. Like if you can crouch, you can beat this guy. Yeah, he can. He'll fly in the air and shoot these circular blades at you. But they he always like he will kind of aim them at you. So this is actually a place where you can like slide to the other side of him and all just go to the other side of the screen. And or you can just get underneath him and then. When he shoots them, take one step to the left or right, depending on which direction they go. Yep, and you're good to go. Uh, After this fight, though, you retrieve the the girl that was kidnapped. Cham. Cham. Yeah. Uh, You have another long cut scene. You learn about the two swords, your place in the destiny of the world and the heroes, and then you move on to (laughs) Act 2. Which is in a forest. The forest act. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Really cool trees, more hilly area. You get some weird enemies in here, though. You've got the grubs. Yeah. Uh, the invisible men. I love these guys where they're kind of a, a red outline and they're holding like a stick. Mm-hmm. 
And then the weirdest enemy of all, the mouth, the vampire mouth. Yeah, it looks like chattering teeth with fangs just flying through the air at you. It doesn't look like it belongs in this level. Like, the, like I don't know if they couldn't get their spider or owl or bat sprites to work. And they're like, yeah, just throw in that mouth we have from something else. I guess, Which is fine. I think that, you know, the weird enemies is one of the appeals of this game. Uh, then you find a boatman and you need to take a boat to a castle. But... Uh, you got to choose who's going to go. Yeah, only one of you can go. Um, I'm guessing we both took Sword Lady. Yeah, I took Yuko. (laughs) And then uh, you have to fight a bunch of fishmen or frogmen, actually, I think it is. Yeah, they they look decent, you know, jump out of the water and spit water at you. They're very easy to avoid, though. Yeah, there's some good uh, parallax water in the background going in the distance. You can see the, the tower slowly scrolling into view. And then when the tower fills the middle of your screen, the boatman jumps off and you must fight a water dragon. What a jerk. Is this a trap, you think? Maybe. It's a classic, uh, our dragon is made of many balls mm-hmm, dragon, mm-hmm. but it does. They do a good job of it. They, they do their best to hide its, you know, ball shape. They have some fins and some other weird things going on with it. Yeah. And it moves fast enough to not be, I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, too egregious. Now it shoots these rings at you, but luckily you can attack the rings and destroy them. So the only hard part is avoiding it when it like swoops down to be in your way. And I don't really have a good way of avoiding that damage. Yeah, it's I mean, that's one of the things about Yuko, too, with her sword slash beam is that a lot of the projectiles can be destroyed by it. And that has to be a bigger part of your strategy. Dodging is is tough with your subpar at best jump Mm -hmm. now they only it only does that swoop down a few times so just keep hitting it in the face and you will destroy this thing and then get to the tower yeah just don't fall off (laughs) the boat into the boat now the tower itself is a pretty cool looking you are you know climbing the tower and inside there are a bunch of more cool but weird enemies you've got some like gross minotaurish uh creature yeah they look like you know what they remind me of is do you ever you remember Ah Real Monsters? I do. And there's the one guy who's like a his hands are holding his eyes, mm-hmm. and he has like a mouth in his chest. It's like that, but instead of eyes, there's horns at the end of his hands, kind of. You know, like yes, some cool knights in here. Yeah, in fact, there's a uh, some wasps I think as well. Very annoying. And then there are people that are captured and imprisoned that you don't rescue. Which I also found confusing. Yeah, you can talk to them. And they tell you what's going on in the castle. Uh, Then you'll find some gross brain creatures that have like uh, tentacle legs. Yeah, they 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 shoot out little caterpies, (laughs) uh, little like grubs or whatever that you have Mm -hmm. to kill as well. And meanwhile, you're just moving your way up this castle, going up, jumping through ledges, just going up, up, up. There's really nothing else. There's no tricks to any of these levels. Yeah, the, the jumping here isn't too demanding it's it's not too deadly so you just it's pretty standard you make your way outside of the castle into a viney garden where you find your friend or a third party member trapped in a crystal yeah what's what's her name valna 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 mulva (laughs) once you beat the crystal up you are her i think you have to play as her for this chunk of the game right yeah i think so and then you fight a really cool boss or cool looking boss I mean, I'd say he's a robot, but I guess, you know, since it's this medieval world, he's probably just in a suit of armor. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's a, it's another, he's got a big billowing cloak. He flies around and shoots fire at you. He's got cool shoulder pads. Uh, this was the one fight where I was like, I'm using all my magic. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, his fire shots, that they, they make a little, like, wall, some of them, that travel along the floor. You have to jump over. Otherwise, you're just uh, dodging fireballs he shoots. 
and sliding under him as he swim, sw- swoops back and forth. Not too tough. No, defeat him, and now you have the full party and can move on to Act 4, the building to the <laughs> sky. What is this? What are we doing here? It's a weird, like, temple. You, it's This is where you have the, the mission. You have to ring these three chimes, these bells. Mm, yes that are like justice truth and harmony or, or something and you're you're just kind of going almost screen by screen where there are some platforms floating in the in the air that you have to jump on to get up to ring the bell but there are enemies along the bottom and there's also a, a river current that'll sweep you to the left yeah now the enemies uh, are all knights and they all look great yeah i like these knights a lot uh, they got a sword a shield and you find the bell and you have to attack the bell enough times to trigger its whatever with each character that's the deal it'll eventually open the door uh, a door you can go through Mm -hmm. and then you uh climb this giant i don't know ramp to the heavens yeah you're like (laughs) above the skyline and it looks really cool yeah yeah you can see some sweet uh pink clouds in the background parallaxing why now what is the deal with these coins I, they're enemy coins, I guess. They roll down at you and kind of spin. They look kind of gearish. Uh, but they say like, uh, they have like words on the back that. Yeah, it's like, I, I always, it's, what's it say? Like Teleplan or what's the company again? Telnet? Uh, Telnet Japan is what it says on it. Okay, yeah. So maybe they're like tokens from an arcade. Perhaps. And then there's these like uh, jumping tick creatures. And they could be a little bit of a trouble just because you're on that awkward slope. Yeah. But again, you're only fighting one or two at a time, so not not too rough. Now, yeah. what is rougher is the end of this, you get a wave of those golden knights. Yeah, and you have to kill a ton of them. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it's not that hard. You just have to stay on top of it. The key is to not use the weak people and use the strong lady. Yeah, that's uh, that's the way to go. And as long as you stay ahead of the curve, you can take care of them no problem. You get on a giant elevator and uh, fly up to meet an old spaceman. Yes, this magical space wizard, you're looking at the planet. <laughs> so, uh, or a planet, I guess this might not be, you know, I don't know. What do you think this is? Sutherland? The Dark World? Uh, Dream World. Dream World. Okay. Yeah, this guy is Nizetti. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you get a, a long, another long cut scene where they talk about magic and fate and glames. And the swords and how they interact with things. Azura and glames have a little uh, talk about who should go take care of you. And then you get to move on to the next act, Act 5, the Golden Palace. Now we're in a futuristic high-tech world with robots. And Tell me about it, buddy. Weird pipes. Every day. <laughs> oh, you're talking about this uh, in Valus 3, yes. So uh, this is also a level that has your first real series of horrible deaths. Because there's goo on the floor. There's pit deaths. Yeah, you want to watch out for it. Luckily, this is actually... One of the shorter levels. Mm-hmm. You get to the boss who I guess this is Asura or. Well, there's like a little mini boss where you get to fight like a little dragon in the, in the, in the beginning. Oh, right. Yeah. It pops out. There's some beetles and a weird spider robot, but they're all just fodder in your way. Cool looking fodder, but fodder nonetheless. Indeed. I think the boss of this level is named Lee. At least that's who it looks like from the artwork in the manual. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of green. I mean, this could be yeah. a suit of armor or a knight or even a... I think you're right. It is Lee. He, I, he talked about his famous recipe at one point. <laughs> yes, he throws chicken at you and you are treated to eat it, man. It's good stuff. Uh, no, he is green and shoots green bombs at you. He throws them. There's like a spinny bomb that goes across the floor. 
or the the you know you either have to choose the ducking path or the jumping over it path yeah yeah and there's a bunch of weird like i mean i guess they're bombs or maybe some sort of spinning rotary blade that kind of spawn on the floor and shoot upwards and you want to you have a second even if it appears on top of you to move Mm -hmm. and you want to try to avoid them while slashing away it seems harder than it was yeah it can be intimidating because there's a lot of those things flying up out of the ground Mm -hmm. the hardest part of all the boss fights is just making sure you don't leave the level with very little health sure Especially this one, because once you beat it, you're off to the ice cave, ice world. Yeah, there's a frozen man that talks to you at the beginning. (laughs) And now you fight some lady uh, soldiers. Yeah, and some like weird Nautilus shell things that fly through the air and some some leaping rock golems. Uh, There are some razor blade icicles flying around and the first jump that confounded me. Oh, sure, because this is when you get to the point where you, you have to slide. Well, even before then, I'm pretty sure there is a jump. No, I think yeah, there is just a, a very long jump across the chasm that I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. How do I? I was like, I just took me a minute to really like get the right momentum, I guess, or whatever to get across it. But yes, then when you get to the narrow spots where it's like, oh, there are spikes above and below. And what a pain because you jump on these little platforms. And you have to really get to the very front half of that platform. Yeah, so that you can get the other platforms to, you know, to reach the other edge of this pit that is just beyond a spike tunnel. Yeah, and that's the hardest part is like inching forward to get enough room on that platform before you get to the spikes. And the yeah. timing of that is just nuts. Uh, and then, like you said, there is one where to get off of, to, to to get through it, you do have to slide. And I didn't even know you could slide across gaps until this point in the game. Right. Same here. Yeah. I mean, you go through this. This was a heavily save stated p- portion where you're going over all these like pits on the, the platforms that are that are moving left and right. And then eventually you'll get to ones where it's like you have to ride this platform. You're crouching under spikes and then you got to jump over spikes and while the plat, you know, and landing on the same platform. So you got to manage your where you're standing very carefully. And the worst offender of all is there's one where you have to like slide through a tunnel and then onto like there's a tunnel of spikes above you, then a gap and then the platform. And you really have to like start that slide the millisecond before you're going into that tunnel. Especially once you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to be using my slide a lot here. So that's what I got to do. But then it's like mastering the length of it so that you pop up at the right spot to be able to slide again. Mm -hmm. But then you get to the boss and what a fun looking boss. Oh, yeah. This is Asura and very cool. Uh, Asura has four arms. Yeah. Big spiky shoulders and has a kind of robotic look to it as well. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Asura, though, kind of a, a lame fighter. He's got what, two or three attacks? Attack one is throwing ice at you, throw ice boulders. Some sort of orb that you can destroy with your sword beam. Yeah. So just stand there and break them. Well, most of his attacks, you can destroy them with your sword. So it's just about, you, you will probably take a couple hits, but you're able to deal damage much quicker to him than vice versa. Yeah, uh, he does have a second attack, which is like these red fire things. He throws a ton of them out and they can be a little harder to destroy all of them. But you can also, when you see him rise up in the air to do that, run behind him. Oh, sure. Yeah. Or or slide if you're feeling it. Yeah, slide, slide behind him, man. Get back there. Sword away sword away now once you have uh defeated him and he is laying on the ground he laughs at you and tells you you'll never win because glames is the best so they say yeah and uh now you are in 
Glam's Tower. Yeah, this is what? This is Act 7, man. Uh, this is a big tower that you must climb from the inside. It has a purple background. Looks pretty cool. There's some weird eyeballs that come after you. And they're actually kind of a pain in the butt because their movement is so awkward. It's like a weird loop-de-loop yeah. of movement that it can be hard to figure out like when they're going to be in your range. Yes. They, they, without, without being right on top of you. Well, they're not super deadly. They are super annoying. Correct. There are some like flying bugs. Yeah, we get some more of those weird flame-breathing things. <laughs> those piles of... Uh, here they look like tubes, maybe? I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's a strange, uh, strange creature. Uh, and now we are in the final stretch of the slide across the gaps. Too many gaps to slide across. But now they've added like uh, these little worm creatures that pop out and shoot to the ceiling. Not cool. No, because they take like three or four hits to, to kill, which is pretty annoying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do really like the giant knights that are in this area that have like some weird animal head. Yeah. What is that? I don't know, but it reminds me of a battle beast. So I really like it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it's like a beefier battle beast. So I'm, I'm here for that. A beefy beast. Mm -hmm. And then right at the very end, they're like, hey, did you want to dodge some falling water drops? We stuck it in at the very end of the game for no reason. Yeah, I don't like that in general, but I also am like, if you're going to make these drops, at least, or I don't know, make them look like something deadly. This just looks like water. It's not even like red, yeah. like in Mega Man 2 at the end. Like, or green. Come on, give me a danger color. Here. Something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then directly after them, well, it's your big fight. Yeah, this is the final boss, Glames himself. And, and uh, where are you fighting at? Well, you appear to be, this castle is in space, I believe, because you can see, a, well, no, that's clearly Earth. You can see. Uh -huh. That's Africa. Yeah, Saudi Arabia and East Africa over there. Uh, so And the moon, the moon right there, too. So you are up on a space bridge with for your final duel. Hey, this planet looks good, okay? Mm -hmm. it's some good graphics. I don't know how I feel about the design of Glames. He's kind of goofy looking. Uh, yeah, of all the bosses, he is the weakest looking one. He's a little too colorful, and his proportions are just a little goofy looking as well. Well, he has these like big hips, too, that make it look like he's, I don't know. He's, he's very top-heavy with some stick legs. Yeah, yeah. Hit the gym. Get, get leg day in there, Glames. <laughs> What's going on? And then you have a, a little fight with him, and you're like, oh, this is pretty easy. Yeah. He just swings his sword about, and I can just hit him a bunch, and he shoots some, I don't even know what they are. They look like uh, chili peppers he throws at you. Yeah, I, I think they're like flaming swords. Okay. Is my theory, or daggers to him, but they definitely look more like uh, peppers or maybe a carrot of some sort. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you can imagine, it was all a ruse. He actually has another form, which is the same form, just flying around. And this is a, a long battle of attrition, basically, where he'll... So long. He'll shoot some, like, waves at you. You can dodge those, and he's blasting you with those chili peppers. They are destroyable, but, but they come at weird angles, so it's often hard to destroy all of them. So you're frequently taking like one hit. Mm -hmm. Or your other the other uh, strategy I had is to slide under him when they started. Yeah, that helps a lot, actually. This is a good place to use your slide, actually. You've gotten a lot of practice with it here. You but better. I was a little disappointed that like, I don't know, I felt like his sprite movement seemed a little a little boring. Agreed. His yeah. attacks were pretty lame. Like it, all the bosses were cool. And then you get to this guy and it's like, oh, all right. And he wasn't really hard. It just takes a long time. Yeah, I was really expecting something cooler. Because in the cutscenes, at least, his face is pretty sweet mm -hmm. and evil looking. Well, I thought, okay, well, now that we've beaten him, things are going to get really cool. Yeah, right? here we go. He's going to go goblin mode. Wow, how cool. You're like, you're so hip. Hey, it's in the <laughs> the dictionary now. It's the, the, the new word voted for the year, right? Uh-huh. Would you say this is straight fire? 
I, I definitely would. I think I think we should change cool. the name of our podcast to Goblin Mode. Okay, I, I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing my name to Goblin Mode. Are you dead ass? <laughs> sure thing, fam. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other young hip thing I could say that would make us sound more and more out of touch. But either way, you destroy him. And instead of a third form, you are treated to quite a long and pretty cool cutscene. Yeah, the, the cutscene looks cool. There's a, some long uh, melodramatic goofy dialogue but again it looks cool so there is that and it is like 10 more minutes it does and it's it's pretty funny and i like that okay it ends you know you go through all this stuff uh yuko leaves the swords you know and i guess you're in the dream world again and she returns to earth i guess it shows the city but it says a once corrupted world has been reborn nobody has seen yuko since then nobody yeah what does that even mean i don't know what's she do? and then that's it you get some credits yeah you do get uh credits which is nice with some uh more like little character screenshots or i guess just the one to be honest with you yeah it's just like a yuko staring into your eyes and that's it right yeah not a, not even a the end you just get telnet japan company telnet Well, here we are in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Uh, Nick, I gave this a 4.0. Okay, I went 3.5, but might be able to be talked up a bit. I, I think uh, there's no real complaints about the graphics at all in the game. Uh, yeah, I just really like the style. I think it's got such a weird, like, skinny, or everything's either super skinny and weird or fat and thick. Yeah. And a very, like... I just, you know, you know, we're both very into that late 80s, early 90s aesthetic. It was kind of when we cut our teeth on the world of anime. So sure. it just has a very soft spot for me. Yeah. And, and like you said, oops, the music's great. The music is great. I think the worst thing about the music is that it makes me want to move faster than I can. It has a, yeah, yeah. You know, like a almost Ninja Gaiden vibe to it where I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go kick some demon butt. And it's like, oh, we'll get there, son. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sound effects, you know, serviceable, nothing crazy. Yeah. But I feel like these, you know, graphics and sound definitely the high point of this game. Agreed. Next up is play control. And I gave it a 2.5. I went with 2.0. I found the, I, I think for the most part, your weird jump and stuff, the level design, it only rubs up against it on a few levels, you know, it's specifically the ice level. Towards the very end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for the most part, it's okay, but I found the button mapping frustrating. Mm -hmm. And even the fact that you can change your character, you know, I feel like you got to hold down that button longer. You can't really do it on a fly, you know? Oh, it is not like, you can't do it in battle. We should have mentioned that earlier. It's, yeah. it's a, you have to wait for a pause and then you can do it. it. I didn't think it was uncontrollable, but it was kind of, it was just frustrating and it's at times. Mm -hmm. Next up is challenge factor. This was a tough one. I If you cut out a few things, namely the weird platforming parts in the ice level, it would be much lower. I, so I went with a 3.0. where I thought Most of the game is pretty easy and doable. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what I had as well. I, I feel like right. there's only those hard parts towards the end. And uh, once you master them and you know what you're supposed to do, it's actually pretty easy across the board. Yeah. And finally, we have theme and fun. I was torn here. I ended up going with a 3.0. As did I. 
I think the theme is great. They clearly have a detailed story to tell, but um, mm-hmm. for the most part, the gameplay doesn't get in the way of that. It's 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 fine. Nothing mind blowing is going on here, mm-hmm. but it teases at like this really fun game where you have yeah. different characters you're switching on the fly and all kinds of different magic attacks and stuff. But yeah, it just never gets there. Not quite. So I ask, as I always do at the end of every show, Nick, should you play this game? I don't know. I'm really torn. It's It's got some some ups and some downs, but the peaks, I don't know, and valleys are, are pretty shallow. So it's, it's, it's short enough to where you could just beat it in a day if you really wanted to, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I gave it a, yeah, go for it. I think uh, for the cutscenes alone, it's definitely worth checking out and just to see the cool visual style of this game. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's worth checking it out, but it's not going to knock your socks off, you know? It's not one of those. Exactly. Next week's game will be Top Gear for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So grab your controllers, your racing gloves, and some friends and play along. That's right. And are you a big Valis fan? Have you played any of the previous games? Do you know the secret of why Cham is good? Let us know. Explain explain some of these things to us about this game at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or get a hold of us on Twitter at Cart Command or the Facebooks at Cartridge Command, where we love hearing from you. Uh, you know, we aren't the best at responding, but we always take things into account. In fact, next episode is a viewer request. That's right. Friend of the show, Chad. Yes, Chad. Thank you. We'll get, we, we told you we'd get there eventually, and eventually we did. Yes, your <laughs> patience has been rewarded, young warrior. So thank you all so very much. Uh, you know, we do have a Patreon. So if you do not give to us, consider doing so. We are just a couple of guys that do this in our spare time. We rely on that Patreon to pay for our hosting fees, our bills, any equipment we need fixed, replaced, or whatever. And, uh, you know, as always, the holidays are a crazy time for us. But you know what? The good news is we may be recording more in person sooner than later. So if you like that, then... uh, Check out that Patreon, because gas is not cheap. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, if you do give, thank you so very much. And if you don't, consider a dollar. Every little bit helps. We really do appreciate it. Thank you all so very, very much. Yes, yes. Thank you. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on. Game on. You are a squirrel. Squirrel. After our first long cutscene, you are a. <coughs> I'm glad I forgot to talk halfway through the show. <laughs>